I greet you all in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I speak with a heavy heart today. And my prayer is that whoever hears this message will take time to pray about it and ask the Lord for guidance. This particular podcast is made specially for followers of Christ in Nigeria. By followers of Christ, I mean those who behave like those who were in Antioch in Acts chapter 11 verse 26. For it was in Antioch that followers of Christ were first called Christians. And in Acts chapter 17 verse 6, we hear that they have turned the world upside down. The pagans, the unbelievers, kings, they quaked when they heard about Christians coming into town. Gods were overthrown. That is the impact of those who follow the Lord Jesus Christ. But what do we have today in Nigeria? We have another gospel that has taken charge of the country. Those who say they are Christians are not following in the steps of those early believers. So I'm going to be addressing this to followers of Christ or those who want to be followers of Christ. And so I have titled this podcast, Followers of Christ in Nigeria, You Have Been Deceived by your leaders, I make no exception. It is another season in Nigeria. Politics. People are killing each other for one candidate or the other. People are speaking, fighting each other because of unbelievers. Top Christian leaders have aligned themselves with one political party or the other. And the lies they spew are on all sides. So I'm going to go into a brief excursion into history for believers in the Lord Jesus Christ in Nigeria. I want to take the cutoff from 1977. We had what we call the first tax 77. At that time, Nigeria was at the height of its economic power from the oil boom. So people, black nations from all over the world came into Nigeria, bringing their little gods, 
and we celebrated and danced. Oh, such a great country. We were called a giant of Africa. We were proud. We strutted everywhere. Oh, we were great. We were puffed up. What does the Bible say? God gives grace to the humble and resists the proud. I recall in the early 1980s when the Nigerian government made a rule that all Ghanaians should leave Nigeria. Prior to that time, they were the servants. They were the cooks. They were the stewards. They were the drivers. They were the artisans. They were the laborers. Because most Nigerian young men and women refused to work. There was money all over the place. But the Ghanaians were doing those many jobs. And when they were sent packing, many Nigerians were laughing and smiling. Very few cried out. And that's when the word Ghana must go back came into the lexicon in Nigeria. Yes. We uprooted people who have been serving us, who have been helping us, doing those dirty jobs we refuse to do because we are proud Nigerians. Well, today, are not many Nigerians in Ghana aching out a living? Isn't Ghana narrated higher than Nigeria in the economic scale? So I now come to the church. In the early 80s, there was still some semblance of truth in the Christian churches. I mean, the Pentecostal evangelical churches. But suddenly in the early 1990s, Mammon crept in into the churches through the finance houses. Many followers of Christ were now in the finance business, promoting 20%, 30% on money put into the banks or into the finance houses. In churches, the emphasis on tithes and offerings became so great as we celebrated our new kids on the block. But the handwriting was on the wall because it did not make any economic sense. And when the finance houses collapsed, as those who were in the know knew it would happen, many young people lost their businesses. It was in the midst of this situation in 1993 that Christians were crying out. And with one loud voice, they said, neither Abiola nor Tofa. The two were representatives of the two major political parties. 
God answered our prayers. And the government of Babangida brought in Ernest Shonekon as head of state. Rather than embrace this God-appointed solution to the emperors, many Christians went on the rampage, one form or the other, in protest, shouting on June 12, they must stand. They forgot that they were the same ones who had prayed to God that they didn't want either of the presidential candidates to win because they saw themselves really as was our business with this matter. Subsequent events led to the emergence of a democratic government in 1999. And for the first time, those who believed, who said they are followers of Christ, now saw that the new president claimed to be a born-again Christian. Suddenly in Aso Rock, which is the seat of power in Abuja, capital of Nigeria, pastors trooped, prayer warriors. Aso Rock had become one big jamboree where Christians, prayer warriors, pastors, general overseers, commingled with the politicians of every stripe. Nobody questioned the new man leading the country, whether his salvation was genuine or not. Nobody asked him about his past affiliations. But more importantly, a good many of the pastors and general overseers saw this as a way now to enrich themselves and their people. And before you knew it, they were getting lots of concessions. A good many of the bank managing directors became Christians or were Christians. When the Nigerian banking sector nearly collapsed, a good many who were pastors or top leaders in the Christian fold were implicated in the corruption in the banking industry. Which Nigerian pastor General Vasia spoke out? Now, what am I trying to say? God does not take sides. We are pilgrims on this earth. Pilgrims don't take sides. First Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Just one verse of scripture. Go and read it. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. We are sojourners and pilgrims on earth. Because the Lord Jesus Christ himself said it. In John chapter 18, verse 36, Jesus replied Pilate when he asked him, What have you done? My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. When they wanted to make him king, he ran, because the politics is not for a child of God. Our power and our strength does not lie in affiliations with any human being. When you become affiliated with a political organization, you are not 
a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Because the only two kingdoms in the whole universe is the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. And in the kingdom of the world, Satan is in charge. That's why we're told not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. We are supposed, like those Christians in Acts chapter 17, verse 6, we are supposed to pull down strongholds through God, through our obedience to God. When we do, we will determine who sits in Aso Rock. We determine who sits in the governor's seat. Not by saying it's candidate A or B. No. We will tell the Lord, you know the hearts of all people. Choose whosoever you want. And I tell you something. Even if the devil is sitting in Aso Rock ruling, if Christians who are believed, who believe us in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can turn their hearts or his heart to rule the way God wants him to rule. When Nebuchadnezzar, the greatest king in his time, thought he was bigger than God, what happened? For seven years, he was sent to live with animals. Our testimony should not be that we were with candidate A or candidate B. No, our testimony should be in our closest we prayed and the Lord said, my son, my daughter, do not worry. Do not weep. I, the Lord, I am here. And I will humble whoever has to be humbled in Asorok, whoever has to be humbled in the governor's mansion, but be obedient to me, my child, or my daughter, or my son. These politicians you follow, how many of them have not gone to the witch doctors? How many of them have not sacrificed human beings? Yes, you see them during the daytime. What do they do at night? When you join them, then you have participated in their sins. <laughs> and at that moment, the blood covering is not there. You are not covered by the blood of the Lamb, no. No, 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 no. That's why I'm crying. Many have gone who ought to be in heaven, but they missed their way because they followed wicked men and women. Those have sold themselves to the devil. Yes, some have shaken their hands with the devil. And you say you're a child of God. You say you are assisting, you are a minister, you are a, president, a, a vice president, a candidate or what? I don't care. You don't know God. You don't. And you are misleading the young people. That's why I must speak out. That's why I'm crying my heart to tell the young people to run away from these leaders who have compromised. Go into your closets. Cry out to God and see whether he will not hear you and say, what my son is telling you is correct. I challenge you, Hira, go in your closet and say, Lord, are these things so? I hear what he will tell you. 
Abandon these men and women, all of them, including your so-called pastors and Jehovah's who have been involved in the politics of the country. Tell me something. When your geo comes in the church and, and prophesies that A will win, and another geo in church says B will win, and suddenly one of course will win, who was speaking God's mind? Not the one that forecast that he was going to win or the one that forecast he was going to lose. They're all false prophets. God did not send them. He did not send them to forecast anything. Did, did the Lord Jesus Christ forecast that Herod or Pilate was going to be governor of uh, Judea? When did you hear those type of prophecies? Except in the theocratic nation of Israel when God was their God before they abandoned him. Let us be honest with each other. Don't go running around with these people because many of them have sold their hands in the blood of the innocent. God is against them. And God is against the leadership of the churches in Nigeria who are misleading his people. If you are convicted, make sure this podcast goes to many so that many of the young people do not die for these wicked men and women. Thank you for hearing. Father God, I give you all the praise and honor. Thank you for this opportunity to speak to your children in Nigeria. Especially the young ones who are being misled by the leaders, even in the, of the churches. Help them to know that you are God. And as God, you are not a supporter of one party or one candidate or the other. Help them to understand that as God, you want them to have a relationship with you, a personal relationship. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ came to die on earth. He died that day that we all might be saved. Not that we all will have political alliances on earth. No. Help each and every young person in Nigeria who is believing you and who has been deceived, Lord, to know that as pilgrims, they are sojourners. They are not to be participants in the wicked acts of evil men and women. Open their eyes, Lord. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon all who hear this message. In their closets, in their homes, Lord. I pray, Father, for deliverance, the many that will hear this message. I pray, my Father, my God, that you pull down all these wicked men and women, O oh Lord, that they all fail miserably in whatever they have put their hands in. Spare those who have shed innocent blood. That they will not succeed in the enterprises, O oh God. Father, let your perfect will be done in Nigeria, whatever it is, O oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. <music>